Welcome to Bipolar Inquiry, drafting and crafting bipolar consciousness since 2016 by philosophizing, relanguaging, and harvesting mania's special messages, meaning visions, extraordinary experiences, ideas, insights, superpowers, possibilities, synchronicity, and parallel worlds. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information discussed on the show is not medical advice. Now, let's get started with this episode. Bipolar is a solution to the ego and mediocrity. Part of this is creating new words or terms, partly to get rid of stigma in a way, but not just equivalent terms. So I I saw that PTSD was changed to operational stress injury. So that's sort of like an equivalent, right? Whereas I would say that you could also make extravalence, meaning bipolar disorder is like a disease, whereas I see it actually as a gift and a strength. So if I was to change it to something else, I might say hacking mania, implying it's something that you want, even though it stems from a supposed mental illness as it is interpreted by society and psychiatry. It's one thing to transform words into equivalents and it's another thing to transform them into extravalence in order to show that there are dimensions beyond the pathology. I could say that I'm extra polar. I have more poles. I don't think I just have two, low and high. I'm not like an on and off switch. And I thought of kind of a joke. I thought of if I'm bipolar, does that make so-called normal people homopolar? Can I call normal people homopolar? I'm curious about these homopolars. They're so consistent and afraid. They always act the same in public, but I'm sure they go home and cry about it later. I used to be homopolar myself, now I'm omnipolar. How can homopolars tell me about being omnipolar when they haven't yet transitioned? The universe is making us transpolar. Just as people can have a sex change, people can also have a change in consciousness. The ego can be surgically removed by the universe. This is part of the evolution of consciousness. We're getting into connection with the inner human dimensions we used to have when we were children. The celebration body, the silly body, the laughter body, the insight body, the learning body. And then we arise as those inner human dimensions, which is multi-dimensional, not this unidimensional ego, thought, image, sound, structure. Altered states of consciousness are multidimensional, where the ego consciousness is unimentational. It's thinking all the time along the same lines, thinking about itself, and that is in itself an illusion because there's no self to, to think about there. It's thought thinking about itself. And I remember reading in the book, The Politics of Experience by Artie Lang, that 
Psychosis is necessary. That's why it happens. And I wonder what would make psychosis not necessary? What would make it so we don't need psychiatry because nobody goes into psychosis? And I think it has something to do with the fact that reality sucks. And we have to create it to not suck by being our embodied manic selves. I'm omnipolar and it took a while to learn how to steer. Normal people, their consciousness is like an Atari game. It's like just like a joystick, like yeah, yes, no, maybe so, right, wrong, good, bad, up, down, left, right. And there's a lot more gears and controls when we get in touch with manic consciousness. If there was a constitution for people with bipolar disposition, I'm sure one of the amendments would be the right to bear buns. I also realized I was talking before probably several times about allostatic load, which I learned about from Dr. Daniel Siegel, and how certain stressors add up and it can accumulate as what's called allostatic load, which is just basically an accumulation of stress and it's different for different people and Certain people are more, you know, resilient than others. But I came to a realization the other day that certain people are actually allostatic load for me. Like just being around them kind of feels like, ugh. And I'm sure I'm that way for some people as well. So it's interesting. It's like certain people resonate with certain people and certain people actually increase one's allostatic load. And then certain people actually decrease it. I was actually just thinking now that a psychiatrist who gives someone a diagnosis just basically throws on a huge allostatic load of the collective of what that means and the implications of that. So that is not good and that could be one of the things about the diagnosis is, and that's why I don't agree necessarily with it because it increases one's allostatic load when it's already in a compromised place. So to be in that distressed place and then have that put on, it's so close to game over for so many people at that point, and for some people it is. So really, emotional CPR and things like that would be so helpful to not be pathologized. And maybe at some point it would be good to be pathologized, but not right away. It seems like bipolar disposition goes from a state of allostatic lightness, having a way less stress than a normal ego consciousness would, and then to allostatic load where everything feels dark and heavy. And I feel part of that is the collective. And somebody told me a quote, and it was a Carl Jung quote, and it was paraphrased, he didn't know it word for word, but he said that, Carl Jung said that loneliness isn't the lack of people around you. It is lack of opportunity to say things that are meaningful to you. And I wrote that down because that's what I'm doing on these videos. Is I'm speaking about things that are meaningful to me and just to myself in self-dialogue. And 
that's mainly because I don't have a consistent person I can talk to all the time about this. I am not in the financial position at this moment to pay someone to talk to me. And even if I did, it would be a very slow process over weeks and weeks, like an hour a week maybe for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Whereas I can talk to myself anytime I want. So I guess I'm just saying that saying meaningful things doesn't necessarily mean I have to talk to somebody. I can just talk to myself and maybe that's better than nothing. I also thought about how thought is usually recognizing the past and that's lack of ekphoric sensation because we're not really thinking, oh that's the past, be quiet. We let it go on, we let it affect us, we let it affect our physiology. And so that lack of ekphoric sensation actually increases allostatic load. We're overloading ourselves with information from the past and it makes it more difficult to deal with information in the present moment. And Krishnamurti talks about in one of his videos about how it's not about how to stop thought, he said. It's about how to not record. And so I thought of how recording is allostatic load. If we're recording stuff, it's going to be heavy in our system. Whereas if we don't, it just passes through us. He does talk about how in order to not record, one has to be very alert and aware and attentive to the moment. I wrote down a while ago that another term for psychosis could be curious subconscious discovery time. I feel like I'm attempting to recreate my life energy as relational, not egocentric. So it's world-centric development or orientation of consciousness. And that relates to the relational mind, that relates to oxytocin and bonding. Personal development implies isolation in a way. A flower doesn't think, I'm going to personally develop. It still develops into something, but it requires to be related to bees and air and sunlight and dirt and soil microorganisms. For it to say, I'm going to personally develop is kind of silly. I mentioned in other videos the word habilitation, and I came across the word habilitation with an H. and and it actually means assisting a child with achieving developmental skills when impairments have caused delaying or blocking of initial acquisition of skills. And I feel like MAP consciousness is coming in to help a person develop skills, certain behavior patterns, certain ways of being that are actually what is there when the ego is scrambled. So this energy, this manic consciousness is habilitation. Yet 
psychiatry comes in and blocks that. So it actually blocks the habilitation. It's blocking the transformation. It's blocking the trans consciousness. And a person in trans consciousness can eventually integrate both the other consciousness and the ego consciousness within that consciousness. Not mistaking itself for the ego consciousness and not mistaking that dimension as what is driving life. I saw an email from Jason Silva and he said the new billionaire will attempt to reach out and touch the lives of a billion people. And if it's true that one out of five people develop a so-called mental illness, that means that if I were to reach a billion people, it would be half of the people with mental health stuff. Or maybe not all people with mental health stuff, but people that support people with mental health stuff. And mania and psychosis is the universe playing different music through us. We hear different music, we hear different sound, and we behave in different ways. The stuff I've talked about about safety in my videos, it's like being prepared for the inner earthquake. It shakes up the inner. It's like the ground that we walk on is not the most fundamental thing. There's plates underneath and those are moving and they can shake and shake up the stuff on the surface and it's shaking up the ego in order to orient us towards world centricity. Normality is the misuse of the mind, body, heart as it unfolds in time and mania tries to re-teach us how to use it, tries to get us to remember by stopping. It would be cool to create something like a visionary learning alliance so we can just continue to learn together. I'm interested in what's possible, not solving problems. This is a learning conversation with myself. I have another word, transformation. Mental health system goes to mental health system. Thank you for listening to Bipolar Inquiry. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, use your voice, craft your consciousness, embody your potential, enter a quantum paradigm. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information in this show is not medical advice. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.